Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up? Ah, <laughs> that's not an actual response. Um, I am doing okay. I'm not, I'm not really on my best right now, but I'm, you know. You're doing all right. I, I seem to be surviving. How are you holding up? Hey man, those little victories. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I'm doing well, but I I go to a big event called Wasteland Weekend where it's post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. and it's coming up in about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fake weapons ah. that get carried around. I've been noticing a trend on the boards discussing um, what's the security like? Is Are those fake guns checked? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in lieu of what's been going on. And that was actually a couple of days ago I saw those comments. And then in the last 24 hours, yeah. we have now had two major shootings. Yes. Um, so we, d- we do want to kind of tread lightly around the subjects just because they are, uh, they are triggering for a lot of people. And we understand that that is... Uh, Kind of heavy-handed to 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 talk, to discuss in general. Um, yeah, but we did want to mention that um, we are also being affected by them, as all of us in this world should be, mm-hmm. and our thoughts are with the victims. Yeah, we are, uh, of course, hoping that something can be done to make things better, but we are going to just have to keep working at it. So on this topic, um, I don't know if you guys have this conversation, but I've had a few people bring it up sometimes randomly where they're like, you know, how how do any of us go outside anymore, honestly? How do we feel comfortable going to um, the movie theater or sending our kids to school, going to an event? Mm-hmm. Um, because it just seems like the world's gone crazy. And if you have any sort of anxiety or depression, um, that already hinders that motivation to do anything you're already at a disadvantage with uh with mental health in general when you are (laughs) just trying to get out of bed let alone go outside or go for you know (laughs) go to a public place so how do you handle that we're going to talk about that today yeah um i think we've mentioned this before because unfortunately this is not the first tragedy national tragedy that we've had to deal with while doing our podcast where we said you know remember to look for the helpers which was a wonderful quote i mm-hmm. rogers um but i know that can be really hard in these kinds of times regardless of political or uh religious beliefs i think we can all agree that uh there's a lot of imp- feeling of impotent impotence yeah. and impotence. anger and fear a lot of the the major the major negative emotions are pretty much running rampant. Um, there's a lot of frustration uh, at your at, at a lot of the inaction we are able to uh, yeah. kind of face more or less. So from me to the world, to all of us who are feeling anything, I want to say, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry with whatever feelings that you guys are dealing with, whatever pain that any of this is causing. I'm so sorry for the families. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that this is the kind of world that we're living in. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sorry. Yeah. Um, it's something that I have particular difficulty with. Um, when I when I get into a, a headspace where I see injustice and I see a lot of a lot of things happening that I don't feel I have the power to deal with. And it it's something I have to constantly refer to myself as just you are not omnipotent. You are not omnipresent. Sometimes things will happen that are not in your control to change. But that doesn't mean that little little gestures, little steps, little things that you could do yeah. can still help. And it all has to start with you and how you treat yourself. So leaving the house, going out, making sure that you escape the darker sides of your mind every now and then. Yeah. Because when you just kind of hold yourself up in, you know, your bedroom, your office, your, you know, living room in front of the TV, it's not necessarily going to be healthy. In my earlier 20s, I had a really hard time leaving the apartment. I had discovered video games and... Um, my anxiety, depression, and agoraphobia had really kicked in. I didn't really have words for any of the things that I was experiencing. I wasn't going to therapy. I wasn't uh, really able to go to school. I kept kind of trying to go to classes. Uh, but most of the time I spent indoors. And I think I've mentioned it before. It was like I'd watch about two to three movies a day. And then the rest of the time I'd fill in with... Uh, video games or messaging my professors that I was sick and I couldn't come in, which I think after a while they just stopped really responding to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't, I slept poorly because I'd go to sleep around seven in the morning after binging all night stuff. And so, you know, the feelings of wanting to escape, are, it's so easy to do now that we have Netflix, Hulu, HBO, you know, video games, every YouTube. free video games that get given to you. You get Xbox and Switch and just shit on your phone that you can enjoy, your PC. Your, there's just constant stuff that can take you away from things that you actually do want to experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've talked about in the past self-care that can include having, you know, a few hours of enjoyment of those things. But once you start hitting a point where you're not doing other stuff yeah. at all... Um, even before that, it, it becomes hindrance to your growth as a human being. Absolutely, yeah. I, I've also fallen in the trap of uh, not wanting to do anything. Uh, my weekends, I mean, considering the majority of my week, I am out. I have to commute for my job. I have to, you know, go and exist in the blazing hot sun of Southern California, which I already hate. So weather and it, I can come up with a number of excuses but none of them really are viable excuses in the long in the long and the short of it if anything we as people who have depression people who have anxiety we will find any excuse to get out of it <laughs> to get out of going outside to get out of going and spending time with other people because the alternative is Maybe we'll have a bad time. 
you know, and the other thing is, I think something that I would always have excuses. Well, I don't like parties. I don't have money. I don't, you know, and there's a bunch of reasons to not do things. Sure. Um, so anyway, we're going to jump into small scale stuff when you leave the house for littler events, littler things, and then uh, what, how to prepare for bigger things. Um, so on the smaller scale, for me, what was something that was hard to do was to leave the house at all, to go to the gas station, to go to the grocery store. I really, really, really struggled with it. Um, I still struggle with it a little bit sometimes. And something that helps me is audiobooks because being able to have something to look forward to that I only do in the car um, helps motivate me to go out there and, you know, get into the car. I uh, I talked to my therapist a lot about this and she said um, sometimes I get dizzy because I get so much anxiety. So wearing sunglasses inside can help with the lights because they can be really harsh in the grocery stores. Um, going with a friend can help, but it also will create a, sort of a need to constantly be with somebody when you go out, which was mm-hmm. my first thing I used to do. So trying to go out alone um, is it, kind of like a different, it's a different jump into the pool of, of doing stuff. So you can do it. Um, I always give myself a little bit of time when I come back, when I get there, I find parking, which can be its own stressor. And then I sit in my car and I give myself... 10, 15, 20 minutes just to sit in my car and listen to my audiobook or my music. I go in, I leave my sunglasses on, sometimes I have my headphones on, and I also try to be, besides being thorough, I try to be pleasant to everybody around me. So if I have a moment to talk to somebody, um, I just try to think in my head, they're not, I always think that people don't like me, that's my first, I say just smile at them, maybe they're having a hard day, maybe I can lighten their mood. And that doesn't have to be your mindset if you don't want to interact with people, but it can be helpful if you just think, well, maybe if I'm just... Maybe they're having a hard time. Think putting it on them. Kind of the idea of seeing the audience in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> but on an emotional, vulnerable scale. It's a, it's actually really funny you mentioned that. Uh, the other day, I had I, I went and got gas. And uh, somebody pulled up, like, in the aisle right across from me. Mm-hmm. They, they had, like, this really kind of sour face on. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, they're having a rough day. But they were wearing a really cool shirt. <laughs> Like it was a sh- it was just a button down shirt and it had like like Dia de los Muertos like sugar skulls mm-hmm. all over it. And oh, I was just cool. like, you know what? Give a I'm compliment. F- yeah. I, yeah. I was just like, hey man, I like your shirt. It's a really cool shirt. And like the sour expression just kind of went away, and they were just like, oh, thanks, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. I was just like, yeah, sweet shirt, man. It's like. Sometimes you just got to get out there and you you take a step outside of your norm and it'll change not only your day because I felt great after that also because it was just like, yeah, you brighten someone's day. I saw literally a 180 in in facial expression. And you know what? When some if you think about it for yourself, if a stranger comes up and and compliments you on something you wear. You will think about that every time you look at that shirt. You're like, oh, you know what? Somebody actually, who I didn't know, who didn't have to compliment me, complimented me on this piece of clothing. I'm going to wear it again. Yep. Like, I actually do think of that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a really good point, Chris, is complimenting people that you run into. Because suddenly you turn into this pleasant person that they're dealing with. In a similar circumstance, when I go to a grocery store, for example, um, something that I like to do when I have the money to do it is I will get something that I have never in my life tried. 
I've never in my life either heard of it or seen it before. It's just oh, one thing, one thing that is new to me so that I can go to the grocery store and it's not a trudge. It's not like I'm sitting there going, you're going to have an adventure kind of. Yeah. Like, now, it, now it's something new. It's something bre- like uh, maybe potentially good, maybe potentially bad. Mm-hmm. I've had some hits. I've had some misses mm-hmm. where it's been like, oh, that was really good. I'm going to get that forever now. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, oh, that tastes like crap. Well, at least I know. So if you if you treat everyday kind of chores like that as opportunities for something pleasant, something pleasant. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a chore. It doesn't. We have these incredible uh, opportunities to have interactions with people that, you know, might change someone's life. You never know. Help their mood even a little bit. We don't know what thread we are in the tapestry of life and time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so on a different, more social note, when you get invited to your friend's house or you go out to the movies, um, movies can be easier in terms of like you have a set time that you're done. What I struggled with is I've been invited to a friend's house. I'm lonely. I also don't want to leave the house. So the energy for me to leave, get ready, be stressed about how I look, get into the car, Go to my friend's house, find parking, and then have to interact with humans for a few hours, and then not know when to leave, not know how to... So, setting boundaries for yourself of, like, I'm gonna get ready, and I'm not gonna... I'm gonna say something pleasant to myself about how I look. Don't even fucking worry. I look fucking great. I look bitchin'. I don't give a shit if I'm in my pajamas. And then you go to their house, (laughs) you listen to your audiobook, your music, whatever pumps you up, uh, and then you get there... And then you just let yourself know, and them ahead of time, when you have to leave. Yes. Because, and stick to it. Because if you have, let's say, a nighttime routine that you're starting or whatever, you you need an out. Yeah. I find that people pleasing can sometimes be a problem for me. And I've heard that with other people. You want, like, someone's like, oh, no, you should stay a little longer. And, like, part of you kind of does want to stay. But then you also know you've got X, Y, and Z to do and deal with. Just... Start to manage your time. Nobody fucking teaches you how to manage your goddamn time in your life. Alternatively, if you are, say, the one having people come over to your place... That's a good point. This this is also where a time limit will also come in handy. Yes. Because you can absolutely get burned out by having people in your space, in your face, all the time, and they want to stay longer, or they want to keep going. You have to be able to say to them, hey guys... I'm sorry. I got to call it here. I got to go to bed. I got to do this shit in the morning. Whatever it is. I usually give somebody an hour. Like, let's say if some people are coming over and I need to be in bed by 10, I need to start cleaning up at like 9, I'll tell them an hour before I actually need them out to yeah. be gone. That way, if it takes them 20 minutes to leave, it's okay. Exactly. Or if they want to help you clean, which honestly, if you're a good friend, you should probably do that. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So... Bigger things. I know a lot of people are like, I would never want to go to a festival. I have no interest in going to a concert, etc. But every once in a while, suddenly changes happen. And mm-hmm. you get invited to go with a boyfriend or a group of friends that you love and adore. And you find that you're suddenly going to Wasteland Weekend in the Desert in the Mojave. Um, <laughs> I, th- I still recall, I think this was, God, I don't know how long ago this was. But I think you invited me to, what was it? There was some festival that you invited me to, and I was just like, nah. <laughs> I mean, I've gone to 
Coachella. No. Burning Man? Burning Man. You invited me to Burning Man. And I was just like, that sounds really fun. No. (laughs) Yeah. So the funny thing is I would never think of myself as a festival person because, as you guys know, I am an introvert and um, obviously have problems with leaving the house. Uh, But uh, when I was about 18, 19, I got really stoked on Burning Man. Um, This was many, 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 many years ago. So Burning Man was a little different than it is now. And it was mostly about the art and everything. And I was kept in a pretty strict household and I was pretty cut off. So going to some place where I was um, disconnected from my phone, because at that time there was no uh, cell service out there at all. And um, it was like a survivalist artistic experience. And it was not like a pay to play. It was not a giant rave yet. Um, There were no large stage light beam shows yeah it was just a place where people went and like experienced the art of it and got naked and it was really cool because um as women i think we often have a lot of insecurity about our bodies starting with our mothers telling us that we have problems with our bodies Mm -hmm. and so going there and seeing like all ages all body types all races ethnicities all kinds of flab not flab beautiful what you wouldn't consider beautiful and what ends up being beautiful to me in those kinds of scenarios was just the uh, lack of giving a shit. I mean, you can mm. have stretch marks and cellulite and be like, you know what? This isn't a beautiful part of my body, mm-hmm. um, but it's part of my body and I'm going to own it and it doesn't matter. And that's beautiful. Damn right. That confidence and like, and then everyone's covered in dust too, which makes everybody hot because you're just like covered in this fine layer of dust and you look like some beautiful, uh, you know. Mad Max hotness. Fairy creature from the desert. Sure. So it's, you know, it, it it was like letting go of all these social norms that you don't even realize you're surrounded by. There's no commercials. There's no TV out there. And it kind of changed my brain. It was very interesting, difficult to explain. But when you're somewhere where your culture completely changes um, and there's no commercialization, you start to feel and think differently about a lot of stuff. And so that was my opening into, hey, these are really cool things, and figuring out how to do introvert moments when you are in an extroverted situation. Yes. It is incredibly daunting. Uh, for for me, at least. I am, I am a planner. Yes. I am, I am somebody who, if we have got, you know, a big event that we're going to, mm-hmm. a concert or, you know, a, a live performance, something, and we have to travel a certain distance... I am looking up every single detail of this travel plan. Where are we going to park? How are we going to get there? What should we bring? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And so for me, it makes me incredibly anxious whenever I have to get anywhere near anything even remotely like this, which can be good to a degree Mm -hmm. because it challenges my brain and it makes me think outside of the normal dark thoughts that kind of cloud my everyday judgment. And more into a state of, I'm going to have a good time, but I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to have a good time. I mean, the, a big thing of this is going with good people who plan with yes. you. And that could be a thing. Even if you're not going with people that you know. If you're going just for yourself, mm-hmm. which some people can do. I do, sometimes, yeah. Exactly. It, it, what do you do when you know that you're going by yourself? Um. Well, you mean when you go... Because I went... I went I traveled there by myself as a single person, um, but I knew that some of my friends were going to be at events, and so they were also prepping. So I would go and prep with them at their home before anybody took off or anything. So, example, 
Is that what you're talking about? Or I'm talking, are you talking about, about totally that. alone. I'm talking completely? about both, actually. But uh, have you ever done something completely and totally alone? Like a big festival thing? Either a big festival or just even like going to a concert. Just a regular concert. Um, no. I don't think I have. I have. I have I have stood up and just gone like, Yep, I'm gonna go to this movie by myself or I'm going to go to this uh reading of a graphic novel by myself mm. and I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna do it. And it has with it a certain je ne sais quoi of your Completely isolated, but surrounded by hundreds of people. Mm. It, it's kind of interesting, but it, it, it's one of the things that I also just kind of like doing because sometimes I don't want to have to deal with other people. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to experience the thing by myself, and that's okay too. If it's something that only I will experience, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is something that keeps people from getting out of the house as well, is... That the fear, fear of being seen by yourself. Yeah. It's super... I, I've done, I mean, little things alone. Sure. And it can be incredibly relieving. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to Burning Man one year with a partner and a couple friends. And it was awful uh, in terms of every time I was with them. Because mm-hmm. their exper- how they experienced the art was to, okay, I see it. Let's keep going. And I see something and I want to talk about it and like get pumped about it and be with that person and really get into it. So being like, you know what? I'm going to take the pressure off of it. I'm just going to go alone mm-hmm. and ride around all night in the desert by myself on a bike. Um, was great. I ended up being on a big swing set, swinging and looking out over the desert by myself and so watching art cars and naked people go by. It was beautiful. That sounds great. That's great. <laughs> Um, I think these, and this can sound like going to anything enormous can sound overwhelming and difficult, but if you break it down into smaller bits, it's far easier. So Mm -hmm. helping, helping, wow. What helps me is making a list and then breaking down that list. So just, you know, food, what am I bringing? And you write it out. Uh, Watching YouTube videos of people who have gone prior to you. So you feel really well informed and um, get different points of view on it things to kind of prep i feel most confident when i am like you said prepped mm-hmm. i know not all personalities are like that maybe you're the personality type that wants to just go and experience something sure. you will feel better though if you do prep a little bit because you might forget something if you just want to go and experience it um that you would have found out if you had just looked up but yeah. almost all these things have a basic survival list things you have sure. to bring Speaking of surviving, um, there is a certain thing that we have to combat in order to kind of survive mm-hmm. any of these experiences. Yes. And that is the voice that tells you no. Yes. The voice that tells you, don't go out, be comfy, stay where you are, the outside world is scary, whatever is out there, it's not worth it. This is true. I experience that even when I go to these events. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely. I, there have been plenty of things where I've gone to and just been like, well, this was a mistake. Yeah. Or I go to an event and I'm, I'm like, I don't want to leave my campsite. It's too hot or it's too, like, I don't really need to see what's over in that. I don't need to watch that really cool burlesque show. <laughs> Idiot. Um, <laughs> but the voice, yeah. Go ahead and talk on the voice, Chris. <sighs> so the voice that tells you no, tells you it's not worth it. Um, 
for me, there's only been really one thing that has helped me combat it. Um, and it's funny, I've heard a few people tell me different names for this, but I personally refer to it as the Fuck It Initiative. Fuck It Initiative. Yes. Trademarked by <laughs> It is the point in which you have made up excuses for yourself. You have gone over and over again with everything that can or will go wrong or everything that's keeping you where you are. And eventually you just say, fuck it, let's do it anyway. Or, fuck it, let's try something else. Or, fuck it, I'm worth it. Have you ever just gotten swept up in something and you're having a great time and you realize, wow, I had this great time and I, I didn't have like a bad thought. I was so busy. Then you realize sometimes thinking is the devil. <laughs> because when you start thinking and you analyze and you start tearing yourself down and you get caught in these brain patterns of yours, mm -hmm. um, the little bastard voice will be like, you can't do it, or you're going to have a horrible time, or it's too expensive. <laughs> That's why I'm rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you hit those points, the fuck it initiative will save your life. Yeah, and, and, and you know, experiencing something... Whether you end up having a positive or negative experience, it's I, I think it's worth it because you meet somebody cool or you see something you would never have seen in another time or you connect with loved ones or, you know, even if you have to use the fucking initiative to go to the gas station and get like you fucking did it. Yeah. So at the end of all of it, you've got to give yourself credit for fucking doing it. Absolutely. All in all, whatever it is that keeps you in the house, mm -hmm. whether it is fear, anger annoyance you could just be annoyed at the outside world and you just want to escape it yeah but you still want to be a part of it yeah which is always fun when you've got two diametrically opposed attitudes going at the same time you gotta experience life with its ups its downs its sideways its slant ways front ways and back ways and I think uh, a few real quick tips to be able to do anything is having a good support system that you can voice your concerns with. If you're going with people or whatever, you don't tell everybody in the group, I'm worried. You can just talk to a couple people that you know will support you. And they're like, okay, you're worried. Like, let's prep you so you feel the most confident you can be. And that's what helped me, for example, to go mm -hmm. to Wasteland and Burning Man. I had people who were like, we will help you every step of the way. Get ready. Yeah. Um, uh, giving yourself time limits, like we said making sure you know when you're going to go to some place and when you can leave. <laughs> yes. Um, and letting people know. And then also giving yourself recoup time. Oh, yeah. I am incredibly guilty of never giving myself the recoup time that I need. So I get to have little, I've been going for two weeks straight and I haven't had a break yet. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you doing? Um, time management. Emotional Energy management. <laughs> you gotta do it. It's important, guys, that you understand what your limits are. You can challenge them, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Never hurts to challenge your limits. But if you find yourself at a breaking point, don't challenge that. Yeah. Just understand it. And remember that change is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Going to a big event, going to start doing things out of your normal pattern, it's not going to be comfortable right away. And um, there will be moments within those 
events or um yeah times out where you're just like why the fuck did i do this why am i doing this i wish i were at home and that's okay that's part of life that's okay it's okay nothing's gonna be 100 percent perfect you could literally (laughs) run out get gas run back home and just be like i did it okay i don't have to do anything more today (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes you're just in that place that's okay and we hope this was helpful in some way um Letting yourself go and having a good time. Let your hair down. Um, Especially in times of uh, tragedy, I think it's also good to live life fully and um, giving of light and goodness to everyone around us. Yes, absolutely. So that should be it for this week. Yeah. As for us, follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page, subscribe to the subreddit, and if you want to support us directly, please visit our Patreon. Or if you want us to, or do you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouhold.com. Thanks again for listening, guys, and as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just, just get, get over it. it.